Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in, Busted Open Nation. Here on a Saturday, it is time for the podcast edition of Busted Open. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. And joining me is my tag team partner. We got the great Bully Ray holding it down on today's episode. And on today's episode, we are hitting everything from Friday night, including a very surly Brock Lesnar, an appearance from, well, a team that Bully Ray knows very well in the Hardys. And, of course, it wouldn't be a Saturday edition of Busted Open if we didn't give you the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling with Weekly Winner coming your way. So sit back, relax, quick play. Let's get it going. It's Busted Open on a Saturday. Watch your back. Private party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn in the blade. Oh, oh my. Coming in after. Wow. Not good for Darby. It just took a thrashing. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Sometimes, Bully Ray, you don't know you need something or there's something you didn't know you wanted until you actually see it. Darby Allen, Sting, and the Hardys in one ring. Never in a million years would I think that I would see that visual. But once I saw it, I was like, damn, that is just going to work. I mean, there's the face paint. There's you got a little bit. Of, you got the, the three legends. You got them sort of putting over this new star of AEW. That, not new, but you get what I'm saying. Young star in AEW. I I like where this is headed, Bully Ray. What did you think about that run in and uh, seeing your old pal, old pals, I should say, Jeff and Matt Hardy making the run in there? Great to see Matt and Jeff back. Uh, I spoke about this probably a year and a half ago about the business that can be done in AEW in AEW with the Hardys. Personal note, obviously great to see them back. Professional note, great to see them back. There's really no negative to Matt and Jeff being back together. Let me ask you this though, Ryan. Scale of one to 10, the night that Jeff came back, from the night that Jeff came back to, to last night's running, what grade do you give the Hardys? Sc- scale of one to ten. Historically, no, it, no. Since they came back in, a, since they debuted in AEW, like the past two weeks, you give them an A, a B, a C, a D. Well, I, I, we haven't seen much from them, so I guess an A. I, I mean, because they're the Hardys. Okay, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. It almost feels, and I can't put my finger on it. And I've heard a couple of fans say this on social media. So if I get like one fan or two fans, but I've, I've read it enough from enough fans that I'm starting to think that what I saw maybe was legit. I like what I see. I think there's something missing. I don't know what it is. I think maybe people weren't expecting Matt and Jeff to stand across from Darby and Sting. I think that the Jeff run in, I think that the Jeff run in a couple of weeks ago 
was a little wonky and odd from the dancing to the who got saved, who really was getting saved. I, I think there was enough people scratching their heads that I'll give the Hardys an A, but I would probably want to give them an A+. It just feels like there's a little something missing with Matt and Jeff. Can't put my finger on it. When I do, I'll mention it on the air. I And like even in the run-in last night, it was more of a jog. It was a jog-in, not a run-in. Okay. If you're going to do a run-in, if you're coming down to make a save, I want to see intent. This is why like when Jeff came down to make the save, people... I don't know about you, Ryan. You know how I, I I chat with everybody on the old Twitter machine about wrestling. People are like, bully, he's dancing. Bully, he's dancing. Bully, how could he be dancing? How could he be dancing? I think that turned people off just a little bit. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I guess I tend to – the okay, so it's like 22% or – I don't know what the exact number is of – uh, adults or, or 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 the population or whatever it's are on Twitter, so it's not the majority. But obviously, the people who follow us, the people who listen, the people who tweet you are are diehard wrestling fans. Uh, I get what I get. The whole Jeff hitting the runway last week. I, I heard people say it was his WWE training that like you got you like run into the WWE <laughs> right. Like they don't ever do them right. Like everyone's the music's got to pop. Rhea Ripley's got to wait for her in the brutality. Hit her stop and then she can run in right. I can't help but think maybe Jeff was like, eh, eh, does the thing. He's like, oh, shit, I'm not in WWE anymore. I don't need to do that. Um, but maybe, maybe Darby and Sting is that added element to kind of help progress that story. Because, again, I didn't know I needed it. I didn't know I would even want something like that. But seeing them in the ring together, again, you know, Darby, the, the, the links. The links between Darby and the Hardys, right? Isn't it not perfect? These, these why? Okay, Darby's not from you know, the South, but he is that backyard street kid who throws his shit off of any, the highest possible building that you can find, right? That's Jeff Hardy, the face paint. That's Darby. I mean, they're, they're symbolic, uh, uh, symbiotic in that sort of way. Maybe that's that missing ingredient. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I can't, like I said, can't put my finger on it. I did yeah. not think private party was the best first team for Matt and Jeff. Despite the fact that private party was able to get a little bit of heat on Matt, they gave Jeff the hot tag. I would have liked to have seen a more serious team for Matt and Jeff that first time out. And, and I could have made a discussion also for Matt and Jeff losing their first match because you would have never have seen that coming. And that could have put some, some, that would have shocked people. A little bit of doubt. Now, there's plenty of wrestling purists out there who'd be like, you can't do that. You can't do that. They can't lose their first match. Sure, they can. Anybody can lose on any given day. It's about getting over, not going over. That would have been a hell of a win for private party. Plus, it would have had Matt and Jeff looking at each other like, damn, we just got back together for the first time in a long time. Maybe we're not the same well-oiled machine that the Hardys once were. It's just different ways of looking at a, at a match. I always try to look at... If you know what the outcome is, okay, you know what it is. You're going to get what you want, yada, yada. But what if we shocked the people and did something a little different? And that's the way I always look at things. So so far, I'm an A with the Hardys. Like I said, there's, there's something. Maybe, maybe it's too much nostalgia. I, I, really, I really don't know. I know it's hey. great to see Matt and Jeff back. Right. I want to see where this goes with Sting and Darby. I would have expected the Bucks, but they swerved me because that would have they went in a different direction with with Darby and Sting. Maybe bully. We're looking at a potential Sting and Darby heel turn down the road. They beat the shit out of the Hardys one day, and we get our first serious feud. Sting and Darby, where Darby takes all the hard stuff, right? But stay, you know, Sting can still be a part of it, and maybe there's a story there to be told. What, would you like that at all if that were to happen? Sure. Anything, any, anytime there's a story involved, yes, I, I absolutely love it. I'm not sure about turning Darby 
because I think he's that homegrown Jeff Hardy esque yeah. baby face yeah. that you just don't want to tamper yeah. with. Let, let me ask you this, Ryan. Like, I'll, let me try to compare apples to apples. Let's forget about the amount of people at WrestleMania when the Hardys made their return. Let's forget it. Mm -hmm. Let's imagine that it's the WrestleMania return versus the Hardys getting back together in AEW. I felt like the energy in the room when the Hardys came back at Mania was bigger than the energy in the room when they got back together in AEW. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking 70,000 people compared sure. to 10,000 people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's some truth to that, uh, in part because I think we all knew Jeff was showing up and there was going to be a reunion. That Hardy's moment at WrestleMania, I mean, we saw him, well, they wrestled the Bucks the night before in ROH. It was a part of the WrestleMania weekend. We weren't pop, we weren't, we kind of knew, but we weren't sure. Then the way the New Day introduced him, I think there was just a little bit more surprise factor. But you're, listen. I don't think you're wrong. And to your point about, hey, maybe there's too much nostalgia. That's the genius of Bully Ray. I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but the seed is planted, and now you busted open nation members. Uh, well, you got something else to think about. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Roman, you can run, you can hide, but in two weeks at WrestleMania, I'm going to do more than blow the doors off you. Roman Reigns, I'm coming for blood. Coming for blood. That'll make your butthole pucker up. Welcome back uh, in to a weekend edition of Busted Hoping I'm Ryan Dad's Bully. And that, Bully Ray, was a very upset Brock Lesnar. The He called himself the bipolar beast last night. Um, I have never heard him use that reference. I don't know if it was exactly intended. I don't know if he just threw it out there. All I know is the <laughs> that um, Lesnar's kind of an ordinary, ordinary fellow to begin with. The idea that we could somehow add bipolar to that mix, I, I mean, that brought my interest level up a couple notches to what he might do to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I like it when you use the word ornery. Reminds me of Yosemite Sam. I'm a big Yosemite <laughs> Sam mark. Ornery, getting ornery. Um, yeah. He's uh, the bipolar beast. I don't know if I like that. I kind of like that. Somewhat like that. Um, did you see the <laughs> tweet that WWE put out? I think it was yesterday or the day before. They said, if you were to face Brock Lesnar, how would you beat him? So I retweeted it. And I said, I would yeah. be the last person in Vince's ear and I'd out politic Brock in the back. And if that didn't work, run. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's weapons. I mean, you could, you could, you could pistol whip him. You could, uh, you know, crack him with. You could pull the old Jeff Kaluli and Tanya Harding gimmick, right? You could, you know, get him in the back. We're not get getting fired for steroids. We're getting fired for talking about Jeff Kaluli. 
I didn't say, I didn't say, oh, oh, no, man, that was, hey, 25 years ago, they made a movie about it. We're good. Just like the Lyle Alzado reference. I'm good. It's funny now. <laughs> did an appearance in uh, San Francisco <laughs> once. Got picked yeah. up in a limo from the airport. And in the, in the limo was uh, Bud from Married with Children, uh, Brandy Brandt, who was like a Playboy or a penthouse chick. Oh, you and Tanya Harding. What? And Tanya Harding asked me if she could borrow 20 bucks. And I was like, I don't I don't have it. I don't have any cash on me. I don't know you, lady. And like now, really? hold on, now, hold on. Now, hold on. Did you did you did you actually have the 20 bucks on you on you? But you pulled the only I only got plastic on me. Or was that were you, were you, were you was it a legit shoot? I, I, I believe that I did not have cash on me that day. Okay, all right, all right. I, and I don't know if I would have given it to her, but can you imagine you get into <laughs> a limo saying. and there's like Brandy Brandt, who's hot as balls, right? And now you got Bud from uh, uh, from Married with Children and Tanya Harding, right? And, and you're yeah, sitting there no, and you're like, hello, right. hello, hello. Like, and then Tanya's like, um, can I borrow $20 and I promise to pay you back later? And I'm like, um, no. Did she ask the whole limo or the whole me? car? Is this like a the whole car? Oh. Nobody had $20 for Tanya Harding. Poor girl. Someone, someone, had, someone had $20 for Tanya Harding. Someone didn't just have all plastic. And that's it's my, just, and that's my Jeff Gluley Tanya Harding story. That, well, that's a, that's a really good one. So thank you for sharing that. And again, this is going to turn to that Chris Farley episode on SNL where I'm just like, hey, you remember when he did that? I'm just going to let's just do this whole three hours where I ask you about all the dumb shit you've seen throughout the last, you know, however many decades of your career, because I'm sure we could do not just three hours. We could do three months. Oh, my God. Well, remember, I worked with uh, LaGreca for three days a week. So, you know, imagine the dumb shit I've seen in the past five years. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. I can't. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. He should change the oh, T-shirt from I'm, I'm here to do LaGreca shit to I'm here to do dumb LaGreca shit. Hey, it's got a nice ring to it. Bro, you got to do a run-in at the roast. I'm not going to be at the roast. You should do a run-in. <laughs> from Vegas? Yeah. Just show up right in the middle of LaGreca roast. Blast him right in the back of the head. Yeah, And the take, promise, o- and take the over promise. the whole roast. Take, just take over, bust it open. I don't I don't hate that idea. That might that might happen. <laughs> Hit him with the McKinnell muffin driver. The, <laughs> no, I already got I'm sorry, man. As much as I like that uh tag Mark already gave me, my uh my moniker is high times and my finisher is the high spot. Oh, there so, you go, the high spot. That's when you take a nice good lung shot and then blow it in somebody else's face and then hit a stunner afterwards. Exactly. Get him so disoriented <laughs> with the green medicine and I come over the top with the stunner and hey man, it, hey, if, hey, what do they say about the best gimmick? It's, it's a part of you. A little yourself ramped up just a little bit. There you go. I'm already on the gas. We're halfway there, baby. I'm gonna be a superstar in no time. Sorry. Sports entertainer in no time. Shout out Chris Jericho. Gassed <laughs> up and smoking the herb. Nice. <laughs> like right. like yeah, and chic. Oh uh, yes, yeah, so you yeah. have a uh, medicine for Sheiky? <laughs> or RK bro, I That's feel like I could be get along real well with it. But Riddle's pretty got Riddle's pretty money pretty much got my role covered. So I'm kind of odd man out in that regard. But I, someone who I, you know what I'm willing to bet has very well never tried the green medicine is the bipolar beast himself, Mister. Uh, I like to live up in the woods and kill things with my bare hands and drink Budweiser and leave me the fuck alone, Brock Lesnar, right? He was on SmackDown last night, and, uh, well, your old pal Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns kicked off the show saying that, well, Brock's not in town, and his flight got delayed, and Roman Reigns was feeling himself, cutting a promo, getting all into it, feeling real uh, feel real and uh, spicy, to use the term bully, right, right? And then he finds out, well, the Beast has actually landed, and he's on his way to arena. Uh, those two guys, well, not two guys because they're with the bloodline, they try to hightail it a little bit later. They catch themselves on the run. Brock Lesnar rips the door off of their fleeing SUV and then brings said door back to the ring and cuts that promo that you heard uh, coming back from break. Just a 
a very perturbed, a very motivated, and a very pissed off Brock Lesnar, which can't bode well for Roman Reigns uh, come WrestleMania. And I got to be honest, Bully, last night uh, I was already pretty interested in this match because of the titles being on the line, unifying the titles. I hope that means that we're getting one title going forward. The actual venom and and, and viscerality, if that's a word, of this rivalry could be whatever, but I'm starting to get uh, uh, more deeply invested in this feud between these two because both men are really playing their part well. I really enjoyed Heyman and Roman last night on the microphone. I I love the dynamic. It gets better and better every time we see them. To see... uh, you know, when Roman say, you know, when Roman was blowing Heyman off and he's like, stop, man, these people paid to see me and the entire arena just started booing him like crazy. Great job getting heat. It, and, and he's addressing Paul, but burying the crowd. And that pisses the crowd off more because he's not even t- talking directly to them. Like they're all there, but he's talking to Paul. like these people came here to see me and they, they hated that. I loved it. I thought they did a great job. And then once they found out that Brock was actually going to be there, the look of horror on Paul's face, he's screaming and yelling. And then you kind of, you know, you see the the, the the switch flipped and Roman was like, you need to take care of this because I'm out of here. You know, for, you know, big, bad, tough guy. And then all of a sudden tail yep. between the legs, chicken shit heel, got out of Dodge real quickly. Effective stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to the match. I think Roman Reigns wins at WrestleMania. That's my call. But I think Brock and Roman are going to give us uh, a, a great championship match. And I think there's a swerve or two still on the way. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, I, I, I I wonder if that swerve has anything to do with Dwayne Johnson. I hope it does. Uh, we've all been waiting for it, but that's kind of a pipe dream right now. I'm with you. I do think Roman Reigns, and I do think it's because, uh, and I think COVID hindered a lot of this, but I, I think in terms of plans and stuff and what they wanted to do with Dwayne, um, I think they might have wanted to do it last year. But I think we're building to the rock. And to do that, you know, I went back and forth in this on who might win. I think the most effective way, and again, Roman might lose the title for a little bit between now and next year's WrestleMania, but I, I think it would be more through sh- shenanigans. I, I, I think, boy, the inevitable end game is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And someone asked me the other day, do you really think they keep the strap on him for like three years? And I'm like, yo, listen, if if a, if a setup with The Rock, and if he, if he wants to come back, I could see him doing it for a couple of months and telling like a, a few months story where maybe you can fit in a trilogy over six months. I don't really know, but um, it sure feels like uh, bully with the God mode stuff everywhere we're headed. It, 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 the inevitable outcome sure seems like a close to this Samoan dynasty story. And to do that, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has to be a part of it, right? The, the head of the table, the Samoan family, the Samoan dynasty. I mean, it, the story is right there. So if you're going to yeah. give me a potential WrestleMania main event next year in Roman Reigns and The Rock and a built-in family story, could you imagine every living Samoan who's part of that family in attendance to see that match? That's deep stuff. And, this, and the Anoye family the Samoans, the relationship with the McMahons and the depth that which that story can be told. This won't be any, this is not just a thrown together main event by two, you know, powerhouses or heavy hitters and we build for a month. And and I think they've been doing a great job with Brock and Roman with the two powerhouses, heavy hitters and the story that told, but, but the rock yes. and Roman, what a story, what a story. Do you think that swerve is Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Even if it's not, he doesn't do anything directly to interfere to the match. Do you think we see the Rock at this year's WrestleMania letting everyone know, hey, something is brewing? And maybe we don't see him again for months after that, but he shows up and kind of maybe something happens with the Rock at this year's Mania in Texas. What do you think? I mean, if you're going to be there, if you're going to have the Rock at WrestleMania this year as a surprise, and that's one hell of a surprise. If you smell, yeah. la, 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 la. 
it's one hell of a surprise. Um, if Roman goes over in your main event, I'd hit Rock's music and have that face-to-face yep. right after the match, and I'd have Rocky challenge Roman in Texas for SoFi next, next year. Yeah. Boom. And what Just like they did with Rock LA. and Cena. They built it. You knew exactly. what the main event yep. was a year out. That if the rock was there, that's what I would do. I don't want rock getting involved in the match. I don't want any chicanery with him, uh, you know, no. tripping somebody up. If he's there, I want that challenge. I want face to face family versus family blood versus blood head of the table. I challenge you next year. Yeah. And it would, I mean, the visual, I mean, it should be giving you goosebumps on your arm because, listen, when you talk about Roman Reigns, this is a guy that uh, obviously his career arc has been up and down, you know, the forced baby face that got booed out of buildings. Even then, he was owning it. I think about that silent promo bully when he stood in front of that ring and just let that crowd boo him unmercifully, and he would lift the mic up to his mouth, and then he would bring it down. He'd lift it up to his mouth, and he would bring it down, and he never spoke. That was the moment I knew we had a future legend on our hand because he knew he had the crowd in the palm of his hand and he had no problem uh, freestyling in that regard, right? The Rock is another great example of that. That was a guy who fed off the crowd. I can't imagine the magic that we would get from these two leading up to a story at WrestleMania and hopefully maybe, maybe depending on how the outcome went, maybe a little bit beyond. But we would agree if, if Dwayne The Rock Johnson came back, this would be it, right? Like this, this would be his final story. This would be the salvo putting over, obviously, his blood and setting up the 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 bloodline, I guess, for the next generation. The story of family and yeah. the Samoan family dynasty within the WWE. I don't think you can ask for a better story going in to a main event. Um, one of the things about Roman that I'm I've grown to appreciate a lot more also is the bass in his voice. Now, Roman has always had bass in his voice. Now his bass is confident. You see, Roman used to have forced bass, try to sound tough, as opposed to being so confident in what you're saying that now you sound tough. He's so much more comfortable out there. Ryan, I, I'll never forget we were in like Des Moines, right? And Roman does a, opens up the show with a promo. And I happened to be standing in at the bottom of gorilla, the gorilla position. And he goes, Bubba, what'd you think? And he was a baby face at the time. And I said, honestly, I go, you're not a baby face. And he laughed and he goes, I know. I go, everything about you reeks of heel. It really does. The, 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 the tone, the inflection, the way he carries himself. And then when he went his into look. his face, oh yeah. yeah, without he, he yeah. just looks like that BMF heel. And then when he started to be a heel, in my opinion, it was that I'm trying really hard to be a bad guy promo, as opposed to stuff like I see last night, a different comfort level where, Hey man, I'm the baddest mother trucker in this company. And if you get in this ring, I'm going to knock your, you know what, in the dirt. So I, I, I like the work that Roman's doing. And you can't ask for somebody better by your side than Paul Heyman. I th- think about this. Think if you're a Brock Lesnar or if you're Roman Reigns and you have Paul's brain at your disposal 24-7. Imagine you're Brock and Roman and you're trying to come up with stuff to do. And both of these guys are very smart. Brock is a genius. This is what Brock does not get enough credit. Brock is a genius when it comes to the wrestling business of what you should do, what you shouldn't do when it's time to sell, not sell register. I can't say enough great things about Brock, but imagine you're Brock and Roman and you got some, you got some smarts there. You got, and then you got Paul just eavesdropping telling you, hey, why don't you do this? Maybe you should try that. What a great recipe that these three men have for this the, the stories that they've been telling and what we're going to get in the next couple of weeks leading up to Mania. Paul Heyman has to be the driving force. Why? Now, not everybody loves Roman Reigns, but I think the majority, and you heard it in the crowd, I mean, he's getting a lot of cheers as well. Um, I think the majority of people in pro wrestling 
um, are really appreciating this run that Roman Reigns is on, and the freshness is what really sticks with me, Bully. I am amazed that we are two years into this, basically, and I'm still... There's slow weeks. There's weeks that some day, times don't always hit. But then there's a moment last night. There's a moment like a month ago. Like They are finding ways to keep us engaged. I don't really know how, but there's, a, there's what you just said, that indicator laying in the shadows. I can't help but think Paul Heyman is just a massive reason why this is staying so fresh. Uh, the number, the, 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 couple of things that keep me engaged with the wwe will always be the storytelling that they do and roman and brock and paul the a story also the psychology of which matches are worked there is everything perfect no it's not but the psychology keeps me invested um as opposed to like say an aew you're a massive aew fan you love the excitement i always talk about the fun factor it's impossible to watch AEW and not have fun because the crowd is having a blast. And even if you disagree with what's good, maybe you just don't like what you see in an AEW ring. Okay, whatever. But the crowd is infectious. So you talked about getting people to, to stick around for in pro wrestling, in rock and roll. You got to find that thing that keeps people sticking around. Why do people continue to go to Guar concerts? Well, number one, they built up a really loyal fan base, but it's the absurdity of it all, right? It's yeah. the it's the production, the the well. Also, there's people that just like to get blood on themselves, but no, it's, it's the whole package, right? But people like it, you know, uh, yeah. and, and they and yeah. they keep coming back for more. And there's reasons yeah. why I keep going back for more with the WWE. There's reasons why I keep going back for yep. more with AEW. Hey, listen, my my favorite company based in realism right now is the NWA because the NWA oh, yeah. is just go out there and no do frills. what you want to do. Yeah. No frills. Boom, boom, boom. You're getting what you're getting. It's pro wrestling. Billy will say, here's the story. Go tell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine having yep. that freedom. Like here's the story. Ryan McKinnell is on the gas. Now go do your promo and go have your match. I'm just I'm just making shit up here. You know what, what I mean? Saying, I think we did that. I think we did that. We had a blast with it. Yeah. So yeah, it would be really it would be really exciting. And for the workers, that creative freedom uh, that I I I mean, you can speak to that. Obviously, uh, it's got to be super valued. It really is. I I, I got a yeah. chance to uh, experience it in in TNA. I had a lot of freedom. Eric Bischoff handed me that ball and he said, go now, go do it. Uh, And it's wonderful to have that kind of freedom, to have bullet points, to be able to be out there with a Hulk Hogan and not have a script and just feed off of one another. Uh, And I, I, I relished that opportunity uh, to do that. So yeah, the companies that are loosey goosey when it comes to a script making you do things. Those are the companies that I gravitate towards. And I I'm a big fan of what they're doing in the NWA. I don't think there's any coincidence that that was one of the best runs of your career. It was certainly, I think that when a lot of people look back on your singles career, uh, that stuff with Hogan sting, what led eventually into aces and eights, uh, that creative freedom. I mean, we get to hear it right now on busted open. I think the listeners, the nation out there, so many of you, uh, you know, tweet and talk about people come to me like, oh, I love Billy's uh, Bully's insight. Uh, You know, what he sees and the way he talks about booking his brain works so great. Well, it's always been that way, Bully. It's just that some places you don't get the choices to do exactly what you want to do or said that creative freedom. I think one of the reasons that was so successful is because you really got to be yourself and use your best ideas. And in the WWE back in the Attitude Era, so when we were there from like 99 to 2006 there was Mm -hmm. creative freedom if you could go out there and get over they would run with you you know there was never any i've told this a million times there were never real hard plans for the dudley's edge and christian and the hardys these three teams just happened to have this chemistry we came together and that i always say that vince mcmahon stepped in shit and that shit smelled like money and that's why he ran with those three teams uh but when we went back in 2015 a lot of those freedoms taken away and it's it's difficult to perform 
Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yes, that is right, pro wrestling fans. It is the start of hour three here on a Saturday, and we start every hour three the way we do Every weekend, it's Weekly Winner time. I'm Ryan Dent's Bully. This is Weekly Winner. Uh, Bully, I know you do. We'll just do this. I do want to at least talk about Monday Night Raw real quick because it's not my Weekly Winner. But that show has gotten so much exponentially better over the last month or two. I don't know where you really want to pinpoint it. But Kevin Owens... And Seth Rollins have a lot to do with it. They closed the show on Monday, and that match was a banger. I know you got to talk about it early in the week, but holy shit. Did you have a problem with the stipulation of that match or the finish of that match? Not particularly. The finish was whatever. Uh, The stipulation, I I actually kind of really enjoyed because of the banter we got back and forth between Seth and Kevin. It didn't seem realistic because of the promos had already been set that you felt like it was going to be Kevin and it was going to be Steve no matter what. But they made me believe, Bully, you know what I mean? They they gave me that aura of maybe a what if and a what could happen. And the back and forth again between those two was just so genuine and fun and comedic. Kind of reminded me when Jericho and uh, Owens were going back and forth and they had the Festival of Friendship. Just very natural and very uh, just very fun. LaGreca was bitching about that match because he said um, the, the the finish was flat. They left us wanting more. It did, Nothing made sense. Huh? And you know why? Because he wanted Cody to show up. Oh. Okay. But, yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, what was yeah, wrong no, with the stip? I don't agree like, with that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what was wrong with the stip? Like, whoever wins gets Austin on, on their show at WrestleMania. And Dave's like, well, we know Seth is not going to win. How do we know Seth is not going to win? What did they do throughout the whole show that made you think that Seth didn't have a chance? As a matter of fact, there were two false finishes in there where Seth almost won. Absolutely right. People were shitting on that match just because they wanted Cody to show up. And when wrestling fans don't get what wrestling fans want, they cry. What? Well, that, that... You're not wrong. I don't. I don't look at wrestling that way. I don't. You know. Take. You know what? I don't care about Cody Rhodes. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Wherever he shows up, he's going to do his job. It's going to be good. The time will come. The dude needs to work. He's going to get paid. We'll figure out what the storyline is. I'm not going to let that impact the show that I'm watching between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, two of my favorite wrestlers of this generation working in the main event in a match that was long where the spots were awesome and it had me wondering who was going to win and you guys always talk about it psychology it's not just spots psychology 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 and i'm with you not making fun of you or or making light of that that match had that that was a well-worked match between two of the best of a generation. And you're thinking, and this isn't necessarily directed at Dave, I guess it is, but anyone that was waiting for Cody or let that impact their feelings towards that match, you're, I, you are missing, uh, in my opinion, the art of professional wrestling. You're missing out on a really good time. 1,000%. Just because people thought Cody was going to show up, just because the internet was the rumor mill. Oh, Cody, 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 Seth and Cody, blah, blah, blah. And then you don't get <laughs> Cody. And all of a sudden this, I, the stipulation wasn't good or it wasn't a good match. Come on. You said, you said something, the dirt sheets, the stipulate. I don't read them. 
Remember I said about my role is different? Like, okay, yep. so in mixed martial arts, uh, there's not dirt sheets. There's reports. We're all reporters. I'm a journalist. I'm covering the sport. I have to be on top of the sport. With pro wrestling, now you can be out sit, sitting here listening. You can believe me, not believe me. I do not give a shit. I don't read the dirt sheets. I Sometimes I don't even know who's injured. Like, I'm, oh, yeah, that's right. Miro hasn't been on TV in a while. Why is that, that I have to go back and, and read? Because I want to be a fan, and I don't want to be worrying about what they said about Cody. Because who gives a shit? It's art. It's happening. It'll happen when it happens. And I want to be surprised. And I don't want to be impacted by anything. I, I, I'm a pro wrestling fan. The surprise is the whole reason that we watch this shit. Why would I want to open my Christmas presents on or peek through on December 20th? Bro, it's just like knowing how the magician does the trick. I don't care right. how the you're going to ruin it for me. I don't want to know how the stuff. Yeah. 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 Sorry. But his, his take, which to me was mind boggling. Oh, that, that match left us wanting more. Oh, it didn't make sense. It didn't. I was like, I couldn't understand what did it make sense. So I just wanted to get your opinion on that. I thought the match was really good. I liked the stipulation. It was a thread throughout the show. Owens and Rollins are doing fantastic work. I can make an argument that KO has been the MVP there for the past six months. He's been doing, he's been having stellar matches, stellar. And yeah, I liked it. I thought raw was a good show. Yep. And not only does it, it, it ruins your viewing experience. Right. Because now you've read the dirt sheets and you're expecting this or expecting that. And you're missing what's actually happening in front of your face. You're thinking about Cody when you should be appreciating again, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Anyway, really loved Monday Night Raw. Uh, you know, I, uh, NXT has gotten better, right? Uh, with Dolph Ziggler, with some of the changes that have been happening. It's still not. I, they need to get rid of the 2.0 shit. I hate that. It just needs to be NXT. All that, again, I could nitpick, but it's getting to be a better show. Nowhere near weekly winter territory like it was like a month and a half ago. Um, Or, excuse me, a month and a half ago, like a year and a half ago. It's not exactly the same show. But, Bully, for my money, as we get to Wednesday, again, it's been running roughshod over weekly winter now for months. And if you think, after what we saw on Wednesday night, Right. And I, I don't even know where you're going, but I'm going to be shocked if you don't pick dynamite like I'm picking dynamite. You could just do it off of the main event itself. But then the way the TNT championship was handled between Scorpio Sky and Wardlow, Moxley and Danielson in their match, and then Wheeler Yuta getting the absolute shit smacked out of them by William Regal. Right. The trios match that opened the show. Bro, how, how is not that not the best show in the week that was in professional wrestling? I agree with you that Dynamite <laughs> was a good show. I agree with you okay. that Dynamite is a fun I show. I don't like. I don't. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I, I'm I'm on board with everything that you're saying. Okay. And I know you're an AEW fan, so I have to tread lightly with you. I'm a fan of pro wrestling, bro. Before I mafia I kick you like- with some brutal, honest truths. <laughs> No, I, I'm, oh, I, I'm kidding with you, but, but, um, and, <laughs> okay, and I, okay. I like the fact that you're, uh, uh, I actually like the fact that you're a mega fan of, of AEW or whatever, but I appreciate the fact that you're open-minded about stuff. I paid money so, to see you. I paid money to see you in ring of honor. Are you asking for a refund? <laughs> imp- no, I'm not. <laughs> no, because I also paid to see you and Sting and Phoenix at Bound for Glory uh, in 2013 or whatever. So, so yeah, no, I'm, the, I'm, I'm a fan of every. I'm, I am a fan of the workers. I am a fan of the art, but I do love AEW. I, you're right. I'm breaking your balls. Here's my problem I'm... with the main event, and nobody has had the guts to say it yet, <gasps> so I will. All right. I loved loved Thunder Rose's entrance. I loved her energy. Yeah. I loved Britt's gear. I loved the chemistry. I thought the ladies did a great job. But I can't get around the finish. Britt Baker got power bombed into thumbtacks. 
rolled out of the ring, grabbed the chair, hit Thunder Rosa in the head, and then Thunder Rosa picked her up and hit her finish. Yeah. I, I, if, if somebody were to tell me, Bubba, <laughs> they just made a mistake and they had planned something and they felt like they just needed to blow through it, I'd be like, okay, I go ahead. That's what it felt like, right? That's what it felt like, though, right? When you were watching it a little bit. The finish did not make sense at all. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're getting power bombed into thumbtacks, you either stay there and sell the living piss out of it, or, yes, you can roll out of the ring, but you have to sell outside of the ring. I watched Britt basically no sell tax that I thought she took very well and then reach yep. under the ring to grab a chair just to hit Thunder Rosa with it, which kind of got no sold. And then Thunder Rosa just hits her finish. Those to me, remember when the explosion didn't go off with Moxley and Omega, of course. And yeah. we talked about, they only remember the finish. That explosion was not part of the match. That was aftermath. Remember, we got a finish, and then the ring was supposed to explode. And is like, I can never watch that match again because of the explosion. I'm like, the explosion had nothing to do with the match. The match was sound. The match was good. The, the pyro, the explosion, yes, it... it Something went wrong. Something can go wrong at any time. This show could get cut off the air right now. Something went wrong. But in Thunder Rosa and Britt, the finish was wrong because of the lack of selling. Maybe they just made a mistake. If Britt or Thunder Rosa said, Bubba, you're absolutely right. What had happened was we were supposed to do this. We were supposed to do this. Yeah. We were getting the time cue and we just blew through it and we should have cut this out. And then I'm going to go, you know what, ladies, as, as long as you know the, the right and the wrong. What I saw did not make sense to me. There was a complete no selling, which I just don't think is right in the finish. Yeah, I... I actually get what you're saying. I was talking to my wife about it was happening, but it did look like there towards the end that there was some scrambling. Now I'm not an expert, but there was a lot of conversation between Aubrey uh, outside the ring. They were talking to each other. I, I do think something like that may have happened. I, I don't know. We don't know. We would have to get one of the ladies on and they'd have to talk about it and whatever. But aside from that, I mean, again, the match was great. The card was great. The year, the Wheeler Yuta slap and the way that he came at Regal and Regal almost flinched. Uh, There's the entire show. Was it your week? winner though no just say it oh come on you make okay fine motherfucker. make a case for any other show being did better. you just and call me a motherfucker i stopped short of ending my <laughs> life yes i didn't i didn't get i didn't get the whole I didn't get the you whole just got out. so shoot bad you just got so shoot bad that you all you oh come on motherfucker like you you mf'd me <laughs> I might have. You MF'd me because I'm not picking Dynamite as my weekly winner. I, I MF'd you because you're roughly 2,000 miles away from me. And yes, because you didn't fucking pick Dynamite as your weekly winner. Yeah, motherfucker. Wait a minute. I started doing Saturdays with you a couple of weeks ago. My first week, I picked Dynamite as weekly winner. My second week, I picked Dynamite's week by weekly winner. I'm your best friend weeks one and two. But now week five, I'm a MF'er because I'm not picking Dynamite. No, no, because it's clearly the best show. And, and if it's not, I want you to make a real case how one show was better than that. Come on. I felt Raw was the better show. I like the thread with I'm going to and I'm going to use the exact reason you did because of Rollins okay. and KO. All right. They are the best at what they do. Was Raw the most fun show? No. Dynamite is the most fun show. You there is no wrestling product out there. Right? You know, you know, GCW has their like GCW at the Hammerstein. Yeah. That was like a 
I don't agree with any of that shit at all, but you can't take away from the energy in the room. And energy in the room speaks volumes, right? Because they're, Rush doesn't look at Guar as a real band, but I'll be damned if there's not energy in the room at a Guar concert. It's all about the energy yeah, in the room. Yeah. You can't top the energy in the room at an AEW show. It's impossible. Right. It's the most fun show. So if my weekly winner was yes. based around fun, okay, fine, then I'll give it to you, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm being worked or not, but he made me believe enough that I'm not going to argue with the man. And I'm certain, you know what? I'm not going to call, oh, I'm not going to my ass. You didn't kicked. even talk about SmackDown. The, uh... You broke down Raw. You said some shit about NXT. Then you got the Dynamite. You didn't even give SmackDown the courtesy. You didn't even give Rampage the courtesy because you were you already had it in your mind. Dynamite's going to be my winner. Well, I thought you would, too. I thought I could rely on the Hall of Famer to acknowledge that clearly Dynamite was the best show that was. And also, we talked about SmackDown for two hours. It's not the best show. <laughs> Dynamite's clearly the best show until it's not. Until this guy has got to throw a monkey wrench in the whole damn plans and get me all heated. Now my pits are sweating. Now I now I call Bully a motherfucker, and I'm going to see him potentially here in like a month, and he's going to remember that. I'm going to get the shit smacked out of me, get one of those old uh, – aren't you facing Anita next week? Yeah, next Saturday, ECW Arena, me yeah. versus Onita, death match. There will be blood, Great. tables, fire, all that shit. I guarantee you nobody's going to kick out of thumbtacks. Great. <laughs> Great. So I get the remnants of whatever's and, and just left so, over from Brian Onita. Just Sweet. so all of the AEW fans out there, because sometimes when I talk about AEW, they don't hear me correctly. I really thought right. that Britt and Thunder Rosa did a, a really good job. I, 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 I oh. can look at every aspect of that match other than what I talked about in the finish and show you how they did a great job. But when the finish goes the way that finish went and it's the last impression you have, here's what should have happened, Ryan. It should have been very simple. Power bomb into the tax, into the tax. Uh, Brit comes up selling, bang, Thunder Rosa hits her finish, one, two, three. That's it. Those people were primed and ready for the finish right then and there. The chair was unnecessary. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports podcast network the producer is gabby laspisa the associate producer is andre viola sound design by nary Bailon. special thanks to sirius xm senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting the legendary steve cohen and sirius xm fight nation program director mother marissa marissa rivas the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.